You know the excitement that comes when you first begin to feel the starting flutter of butterflies in your stomach? You know, a crush. Hi everyone, I'm Dabria Carapita, your host for your double dose of Dabria, and today's episode is your double dose of the crush, and I am stoked to get into this, and there are two meanings you are going to hear when I talk about the crush. Once again, thanks for listening, tuning in. Be sure to like, share, follow, subscribe so that other people can listen into this podcast as well. And as usual, if you'd like to reach out to me, yourdoubledose at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you or if God puts it on your heart to support this podcast with a mission, that is also welcome. So we are going to get right into today's episode. And like I started off this episode talking about those all too familiar, fun, exciting feelings of getting a crush. Now, to be honest, it has been quite a long time since I've been in the position of being able to, you know, dwell on having a crush given my previous married status. Um, And so I was just contemplating this in this last while and just contemplating the changes of life. And God began to stir up in me an illustration based on the feeling of getting a crush. And you guys will notice that I've been releasing my podcasts sometimes Friday and sometimes Monday. And that's just because I always spend time really pondering and praying and asking God what direction he wants me to take each episode in. And sometimes that happens by a Friday and sometimes it happens by the Monday because over the weekend, sometimes God will give me renewed inspiration. And so that's what happened. This time I went on a little bit of a trip this last weekend, just visiting some friends. And so on the drive, I was asking God, okay, God, what do you want me to talk about in this next episode? And I just began to contemplate the two, the dual meanings behind the word crush. And I'm really excited to talk about this. So the first, of course, and we are all very familiar, whether you are younger, whether you are married or single or dating, like we all know what getting a crush feels like. And so there is an excitement when you get a crush and there is a hopefulness and of course, a little bit of like a nervousness. And it's just a very exciting time when someone catches your eye and there is interest there. Something is sparked. And of course, some of you guys know that I used to have a blog and I kept writing in it very regularly for about seven years. And I remember doing uh, an article about this and yet God has given me renewed inspiration. And we are all about authenticity. And as Christians, we need to be real. That is so vital and so important. And so today I want to delve a little bit deeper into the topic of crushing on God. And so I'm going to explain that a little bit because we all are familiar with the excitement that comes from having a crush and that that really that spark that is there. And God was really impressing it on my heart this last weekend. You know, what does it look like to have the same excitement for God that we have when we get a crush? For myself, when I have a crush, obviously there is some attraction there. There is something about that person that catches my eye, catches my interest, whether it is good things that I've heard about them from other friends, whether it is 
good looks, whether it is something about their character that sparks interest, there is interest. And that is so important to note. Because when we are walking in a relationship with God, I have been walking in a relationship with God for about 17, 18 years now. And there comes a time where sometimes we can take for granted our relationship with God and things become stale. They become usual. You know, we've heard the same Bible verses, the same Bible stories so many times that it's very easy to kind of just let them go in one year, out the other year, go to church, you know, just do our part, sit there. And we are all about real Christianity. So that's why we need to talk about this because I want a renewed excitement for God in my life. These past few weeks, there has been a different kind of crushing, which I'm going to be getting into a little bit later. And it just really opened my eyes to the fact that, hey, you know, we say that Jesus is number one in our life and we say that God is our priority. What does that actually look like in a real, practical, meaningful way? Because when we get a crush on someone, you know, that's where our thoughts go and we're thinking about them and our our minds are dwelling on them and we look forward to potentially seeing them in familiar places and we want there to be an interaction and there is, like I said, that spark. And so I was asking God, okay, God, how can I take that idea and translate it to my relationship with Jesus because I want a fresh spark. And something else that really came to my mind is how easy it is for us to make our own lives our obsession. Have you ever romanticized your own life to the point that you can't see anything beyond that? I'm not talking about sharing your story and being real and being authentic, but I'm talking about When you go home or you are by yourself or you are going about your day, where are your thoughts going towards? I know that it is so easy when we go through something that is uh, intense, that it is impactful, that we contemplate it, we think about it. To a certain extent, we kind of like crush on our own lives, if that makes sense. If you think about it from the perspective of like you were so interested in what has been happening to you or what you went through, that that begins to take over your own thoughts the same way that when we get a crush on someone, there's a tendency to kind of become obsessive about them. There's an infatuation there. And something that God was calling me out on is how easy it is to get infatuated with our own lives. And when we become infatuated with our own lives, it is so difficult to see beyond that and to see the needs and the ways we can serve the people around us because we have become now self-centered. We have become a part and the center of our own universe. I love what 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I feel like it is easy when we become our own crush, our own lives become the center of our attention, our focus, we begin to look inwards for our supply. We begin to look inwards for what it is we can do or the pity it is that we aren't receiving or the ways that we aren't feeling connected to God or our community or our friends or our family. Insert here. 
And so for this week's episode, I really want to talk about how I feel God is calling us deeper in relationship with Him. He wants us to crush on Jesus. Because when we begin to turn our focus towards Jesus, turning our focus off of the things around us and our circumstances and our own abilities, and we begin to turn them heavenward, we begin to turn them onto grace. Our eyes are focused on the things of God and not on the things of this earth. Our focal point shifts. When our focus is off of us and onto Jesus, there is more of a hope. And I feel like this is where we begin to cultivate an excitement, an excitement again for living in relationship with God. Because this goes into my next point. What does it look like to hold on to that hopeful excitement in the crushing seasons of life? Because crush has two meanings. Of course, we have crush as in when we get excited or infatuated with someone. And then there is also crush as in the crushing seasons or being crushed. And so those two meanings, we can talk about the duality of it and how it relates to our walk with God. Because what does it look like to hold on to that hopeful excitement when life begins to be filled with pressure, when things come out our way that want to derail the hope that we've been building, when you know, fleshly things began to take over and they seem more appealing than investing in our relationship with God. How do we hold on to the hopeful excitement of our crush in our relationship with Jesus in that crushing time? In my own life, it has meant making decisions by faith, certain in God's direction, knowing what his guidance and peace looks like. You know, down the line, we end up seeing the beautiful ways that the threads of our lives line up and come together. But again, it is so easy when things look more hopeless to make myself my obsession, to focus on the ways that I'm not feeling all the feelings of the crush. And it is so easy to take our eyes off of the hope. Perhaps you guys can relate. I want you to take a moment and think back on this last week or these last few weeks. And I want you to kind of take a moment of self-reflection. What has your headspace looked like? Maybe it's been great. I'm not saying that this has to be a negative thing. Maybe this last few weeks you've, you have felt that renewed hope, but I want you to take a moment and I want you to think, where has your hope been? On a level of one to 10, what has your excitement for life and for God look like? On a scale of one to 10, how much do you feel you've been investing in your relationship with God? And it's okay to be really, really honest about this. I'm not saying that any of us are going to come away from this with perfect tens, including myself. But we as Christians, we need to be authentic. We need to be real because if we are not real about these things, then we are playing in the shadows. All right. And God wants to shine full light because when we take things out of the darkness and we bring them into the light, glorious grace surrounds it. And there is an opportunity for God to move like there has never been movement before. So I want us to get excited again about God. I want us to get excited again about life because I've been playing too long feeling hopeless. And I've been playing too long feeling numb. And I've been playing too long 
playing because this isn't a game. This is real. And I know that Jesus is with us in the crushing. Jesus is with us when there seems to be darkness surrounding and coming for us. And there is hope. Your Double Dose of Dabria is a ministry podcast, which means that we have a heart for authentic sharing of gospel truths and what it looks like to live as a Christian in this contemporary world. If God has it on your heart to support us financially, you can reach out to us, yourdoubledose at gmail.com. We are all very familiar with the Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. But I want us to take some time during this episode to make real in our hearts and in our minds in this very present season of life, these Bible verses. I want us to take a moment and ask ourselves, okay, the way I've been living the mindfulness I've been having, the the perception and the vision that I've been looking at my life with, have I been making these verses real? What do they even look like in my own life? Because it is so easy to just coast through life and it is so easy to make ourselves the center of our orbit. And it is so easy to say, I don't feel the Holy Spirit. But then we look at our life and we say, okay, but where are we feeding ourselves with heavenly things? Where are we feeding ourselves with the spiritual nutrition that is going to make us aware? Second Corinthians 4.18 says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so we need to continue to be faithful. We need to continue to cultivate this this crush, this infatuation that turns into deep abiding love for Jesus. Now we love because he first loved us. So thankfully, we do not have to rely on our own ability to continue to, to love Jesus because he will love us regardless. And his grace is more than enough to cover human failings. But we do need to be intentional. We need to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And I'm speaking to myself as well, because these past months, it has been easy to begin to dwell in a place of self-pity. You know, we go through intense things in life, and I don't know what you've gone through as you listen to this podcast, what season of life you are in, what mountains you've had to climb, what valleys you have had to dig your way out of, relying solely on the grace of God to get you through. But I do know that as a Christian community, we need to keep Jesus our central. We have to keep him first. We have to stop making ourselves our obsession. We need to stop and be awake. We need to be awake, you guys, in this time, in this season. How are we spending our time? What are we feeding ourselves with? Are we making Jesus our crush? Because the same amount of time that I might spend you know, mulling over a conversation with someone that I liked or thinking about these scenarios that will probably never in this lifetime happen with that person, or we are spending our mental energy wanting to interact with them. What does it look like to put that same intentionality into our relationship with Jesus? Because after 
time passes, it is easy to kind of just be sleepy with our relationship. And yet we are called to so much more. The Lord delights in us and he wants us to put our hope in him. And I think it is so easy. It is so easy to get caught up in things of this world and to desire human affection and human interaction and human intentionality. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we put so much of our focus on that, that we forget that Jesus's unfailing love and Jesus's desire for a relationship with him is and should be our focal point. When God has called us to do things in this life that go against the grain, we need to be building ourselves up with the truth of his word. When Jesus calls us to live a life of faith, we are going to have to be intentional about building those bricks and those foundations in our lives. We cannot live a life using worldly standards and then expect to build an eternal foundation. We cannot do things the world's way, but then expect to have God outcomes. We need to rest in him. We need to go where he says go. We need to do what he says do. But we need to cultivate that excitement. So on a practical level, what does cultivating that same kind of excitement for Jesus that we would have for a human crush look like? What does it look like to hold on to that excitement and that hope in the crushing seasons of life? I'm going to share with you guys a few practical things that God has been sharing with me these past weeks because I had to recalibrate. I had to refocus and recenter myself. And a song that has continuously been in my head and on my heart is a song called New Wine. And it says, in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. And so it's basically talking about how Jesus is going to bring new wine out of us. And I believe that the things the enemy means for evil, God redeems for good. But that still means that we have to be intentional with our actions, with our thoughts, and with what we are filling ourselves with. The first very practical step that I have to share with you guys is a question. And you guys have heard this question before if you've listened to any of my previous podcast episodes. What spiritual nutrition are you filling yourselves with? And I know this is a very easy thing. We've heard about it all in Sunday school. If you read your Bible and pray every day, you will grow, grow, grow. And sometimes I think we neglect the second part of that song, which says, but if we watch too much TV, watch too much TV, then you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And I know that that's a very oversimplified way of putting things, but I want you to take a moment and look back at this past little little time of your life. What have you been filling yourselves with? And I'm not saying that TV is bad. I'm not saying that whatever things you're listening to, songs, books you're reading, people you're hanging out with. I'm not saying that's a negative thing, but I'm saying that if we want to have amazing spiritual breakthroughs, then we need to be girding ourselves with the armor of God. We need to be investing in the things that matter to us. 
And it is so easy for us to sit down and binge watch half or maybe a whole season of your favorite show, and yet we can't seem to find time to spend more than half an hour in the Word of God. And I'm not saying this from a place of shame, but I'm saying this as an awareness that if we are going to live as conquerors, and if we are going to live lives of exciting breakthroughs and miracles and grace flowing, then we need to invest in the tools that bring that about. Jesus in his grace and in his sacrifice and what he did at the cross, he made a way. He already made a way. We just have to walk in that. And I want to hype that up in you the same way that I want to hype that up in me. I am not perfect in this. There are still times where I give too much of my time to social media or whatever. You can insert the blank there because anything can become an idol in our lives if it takes Jesus off the center pedestal. And this looks different for everyone. This looks different for you. It does not have to be something. In fact, it should not be something that becomes religious. It should not be, well, I'm not a good Christian if I didn't spend half an hour with God first thing in the morning. I know people who really actually prefer spending time with God, doing their devotionals in the evenings. There are some people who want to do both. This looks different for everyone. It's the same way that I cannot tell you how to live out your relationships. I cannot tell you what the perfect thing is between you and your boyfriend or you and your spouse. You have to determine that with each other and with God. That's the same way. It's personal. We have to make it real. Okay, We have to be real about the struggles, but we also have to be real about when we cultivate this excitement, amazing things can happen. Because when we are feeling depressed and we are feeling sad or overwhelmed or hopeless, Once again, it is easy for our own lives to become our crush. It is very easy to focus on what I've been through that has been so hurtful, what I've been been trying to manage that people just don't understand, and they're just not caring about me the way they should because I've been through so much. Again, not minimizing what we go through because I have all been through the ringer. I have been. There have been battles that I have faced and I have fought and I have let close friends in on and there are battles that I will continue to face. That is life. But we cannot afford to become the victim. And this is my second practical step. We need to take ourselves out of the victim mentality. So ask yourself, how have I been victimizing myself? What does that look like? Is it constantly telling yourself and going over what you've been through? Is it telling yourself that you don't feel understood? This looks different for everyone. But ask yourself, how have I been victimizing myself? God's word says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And we need to begin to see ourselves through those lenses. Again, being real, you can be real that you've gone through struggles, that you have experienced the crushing. We need Christians to be authentic like that, but we can't stay in that victim mentality. We need to come to a place where we realize that my God is more than enough. My God is conqueror. He is my father. I cry out to him, Abba, father, and he takes care of me. Yes, I've been through the ringer and yes, the enemy has tried to take me out, but he is not the final victor. 
me through Christ Jesus am. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We need to remind ourselves of all of these powerful verses and promises that God has given us. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. My singular challenge to you as we go into this week is this, be very aware of where your thoughts are going. In the next little bit, next couple of days, as you are doing whatever it is your normal life looks like, whether you are commuting to work or washing the dishes or spending time with friends or hanging out with family or spending time with your significant other or at home by yourself, whatever this looks like, I want you to be very intentional about filtering where your thoughts are going. When you find your thoughts drifting to a certain subject, be very aware about what they are because I feel like there is a power in our thoughts. And Dr. Carolyn Leaf is an amazing resource if you want to read more about the phenomenal things that your brain is capable of and the way that we can really determine the direction of our life by the thoughts that we think. You know, and this goes back to scriptural truth. In the Bible, it says in Romans 12, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so it is very important that we are intentional with what we cultivate in our life. Ask yourself, how am I victimizing myself and how do I stop that? And then what am I doing practically to invest in the things that matter for my spiritual life? What kind of spiritual nutrition am I filling myself with? Where are my thoughts going? I want to live, guys, I want to live a life that is full of Christ. And there are days that I feel like I do great at that. And there are other days where I don't. And we need to be real about that. So my challenge to you in this coming week is to be aware of your thoughts and to cultivate and work on a crush for Jesus. I know that maybe sounds weird, but you guys know what I'm trying to get across here. You guys know that it is so easy to get excited about things of this world. It is. They, they really, they're full of fun, fleshly gratifying things, but we live on a different plane when we are intentional about God. And so this has been my own personal challenge, and I, I'm extending that challenge to you guys. Be intentional and wait on God. He will renew your strength. He will give you renewed hope and excitement and joy when we choose to focus on Him and not on crushing on ourselves and our own lives. In fact, I am very excited to see where God takes us, where God takes us because of the faith steps He has asked us to take, and we have in obedience stepped out, and in the crushing we have not let go of that hope, but instead we choose to cultivate joy. So take a deep breath, put on a worship song, open up your Bible, talk to God. As we go about our lives, let's be intentional to bring Jesus into every area. And I know that he will do something beautiful and he is doing a good work and a good work that he has started, he will bring to completion. 
That's it for this episode of your double dose of Dabria. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. As usual, reach out to me, yourdoubledose at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys and hearing how this podcast has impacted your lives. And feel free to share with friends. That's how this podcast spreads. And that's how this podcast with a ministry is going to touch other people's lives. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to your double dose of Dabria. This podcast with a mission is all about bringing you real, authentic, and raw from a Christian perspective and a former radio host. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to like, save, and follow so that you can be notified every time a new episode drops. Also, please know that this podcast is made possible because of listeners and supporters like you. If you would like to donate to this podcast with a ministry, you can email yourdoubledose at gmail.com. Do you have an ad or a business that you would like to promote on this podcast? You can also email yourdoubledose at gmail.com to inquire. Thanks for listening to your double dose of Dabria. Be sure to follow us so you can be notified when the next episode drops.